mum for others. So it's a privilege for me to say a few words about my priesthood and my ministry down the years. My name is Father Christopher Fox. I'm a Mill Hill missionary priest from County Westmeath in Ireland. I was ordained in 1955, so I celebrated my Golden Jubilee five years ago. And in my Golden Jubilee card, I quoted a lovely quotation from St. Paul. To me, this grace was given to preach to the peoples the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ. And that very much sums up a very varied ministry. After my ordination in 1955, my parents were quite elderly at the time, so I was happy to be kept at home in Ireland to uh, teach in one of our schools. But after six years then, I was appointed to Uganda. I did two stints in Uganda in the 60s, and then later, after the fall of Amin, when the country was in a terrible state, I was recalled there and spent another 16 years there. So overall, my reflections of a very varied ministry is one of thanksgiving. Sure, there were all sorts of problems, and in Uganda, there were times, a few occasions, when I wasn't sure if I'd see the morning. These are the bad days. But by and large, you were involved with people in all sorts of humanitarian work. But of course, our first task is to preach the gospel. And let me say, having worked in both rich countries and poor countries down the years, to me, the power and the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ shines out more clearly than ever. In Ireland at the moment, there are certain um, scandals about child abuse, whatnot. And sure, the church is our mother. It has nurtured great heroic saints. It has sheltered awful sinners. It's the human beings that make up the church. It should not in any way cloud us to the beauty and the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Very much the role of a priest, I would see, is to lead people in prayer, to give them a meaning of life. I think back in Ireland now and here in Britain, the search is for meaning. A little poem I remember from my early days, which influenced me in the priesthood, I search and seek, I know not what, I only know it must be there. For in my heart there is a quest for something more than earth lays bare. So it's a search for meaning. And to me, Jesus has given us the key to that. Life has its enormous questions. Jesus doesn't give me all the answers, but he certainly helped me to live with those questions. And my living of the gospel down the years has enriched my life. I was very much supported by my own family in Ireland and also by a wide range of people who pray for us and pray for our safety. One little story I might share with you. I was going back to Uganda in the late summer of 1985. A coup had taken place and another was brewing. I knew that. I was going back to a dangerous situation. And two kinds of people I love, well, I ask for prayers from all, but especially children in school. There is a certain innocence and beauty about their trusting God. And also people who are suffering, people in hospital have their own problems. I was saying goodbye to a lot of friends. And one was a lady, had been a highly professional woman, Mary Walsh, and now is suffering from lupus. And when I asked her, to, when you pray for me, Mary, she said, Father, in spite of my problem, I still managed to get to Mass on Saturday morning 
as well as Sunday morning. And every Saturday morning after the 9 o'clock Mass, I light a candle before a statue of our Blessed Mother for your safety. That touched me very much because it symbolized her prayer, her sacrifices for us missionaries. We are all missionaries and we depend on one another. And so roll on a few months. In January 1986, the coup had taken place. I was up country, a big parish, a convent with about 25 sisters and directly in the path of the retreating army. Now, the worst time of all in such countries is after the fall of a dictator because there's all score being settled. I'll never forget that morning. My transistor, Eddie, I was able to keep in touch with what was happening. The retreating army was coming nearer. I went into the local trade center. The police station was closed. I could see little traders boarding up and running into the high grass. I came back to the parish. Two of the sisters came in. Father, will you run in? And two boys rushed by. Oh, Father, run high. Can you not hear the killing? They've already killed people down at the, the marketplace. And... Uh, Little Mary Asio comes in, a little girl of seven. She says, Father, Father, give me poison. I don't, want to, I don't want to be shot again. I knew Mary's story. She'd been plucked from her dead mother's breast just three years before that. And I put my arm around little Mary and I said, don't be afraid, I'll protect you. And of course, the tension. At that moment, I looked at the clock on the wall. It was 12.30. Now, 12.30 in Uganda, we're three hours ahead of GMT means 9.30 in a Dublin church. And I remember reading a prayer, I hope that candle is burning this morning. And it was indeed. We we came through it safely. There was a lot of tension, a lot of problems. But none of the personnel in the parish were hurt. Uh, we lost a few things, but we came through it safely. These are episodes that come and go. During my period in Uganda, three of my colleagues were sadly uh, lost their lives in the cause of duty. But in spite of that, my abiding memory of my ministry in Uganda is one of, of great uh, thanksgiving. And you know, when you see, for instance, one parish, one huge area, I was asked to take over and uh, appointed a couple of our men there. And uh, it had about 20,000 people, no running water. To cut a long story short, within 10 years, can you imagine that uh, poverty and AIDS and everything, within 10 years, that same area, had not only two churches, but three primary schools, a large secondary school, we opened a big social centre and literacy programmes. So when you look back on that now, uh, you know, it's a certain amount of job satisfaction there, thanks be to God, and you're with people. It's an enriching experience to uh, work among poor people because you get your priorities right. So. I came back then to Europe in 1996, and I'm still happily engaged in preaching missions and retreats. My overall reflection on my ministry is one of profound thanksgiving for all the graces God has given me and to have used me in some small way to bring light and hope to others because I think that is part of our ministry, to give people a sense of hope and joy in a world which is filled with great opportunities, with terrible dangers, complexities, the joys and the sorrows, for a priest to be there to give meaning to life. And I would say, I hope I helped a little bit. Thank you very much.